We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 58 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Steven Dutzman and I am your guest host today, Nicole Tanner, the managing editor of Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old, as I believe she says every week, is indisposed. She is sick. So she has asked me, she's given me the keys to the car and I feel uh, I feel pretty special. We're here. Uh, it's a fireside chat once again, this time instead of me and Nicole talking about E3 for eternity, like last week, I am here with one Linda Brenneman, the publisher of Pixelkin.org. Linda, how are you? Good. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, thanks for pinch hitting. And uh, I, I remember was what it a- was like to have little kids like that and then just be sick all the time because they're little Petri dishes that bring everything home. So... Yeah. Yeah. So we wish Nicole well. She will hear this when she edits the podcast on Friday. Um, But here we are. It is Wednesday. It is the, I think it's the 23rd. Is it the 23rd? It's the 22nd. I don't know what, how calendars work anymore. And we're going to, we're going to talk about video games and I'm going to do the absolute best to hold up the standard of quality that Nicole has, has established over the last several dozen episodes. Um, why don't we just hop right into the news and we'll we'll insert random pleasantries as we go. Uh, does that sound okay, Linda? Sure, that's great. Fair, fair enough. All right. So, uh, we the good news is we were still left homework to do, right? So, um, the Linda went ahead and in Nicole's absence found us a whole bunch of interesting topics to talk about, plucked from the very news published on Pixelkin.org and Remeshed.com. So. Um, first, I think it, it's apropos that we maybe have a moment of silence for the end of Disney Infinity, shall we? Yeah, I know a lot of people like Disney Infinity. Um, I think Nicole liked Skylanders more than Disney Infinity, but she sort of liked Disney Infinity too. And um, But you can still play it, right, Steven? Yeah, I mean, the game's not dead. Right. Um, they're not removing it. Um, they're, I do not know. A lot of the game... Uh, relied on online functionality, um, servers holding up um, players' uh. creations and things like that. And I do not know how long uh, Nintendo intent or not Nintendo um, Disney intends to keep that up. Um, that they have been relatively quiet about that. However, hmm. I-, I can I feel pretty confident saying that it's not going to be very long. Um, however. The reason we say that Disney Infinity is dead is not because it's been knocked down. It's because today, or more appropriately Tuesday, was the release date for the final playset for Disney Infinity. It was the uh, playset that was released uh, alongside the movie Finding Dory, which is blowing up the movie charts as we speak. Um, by all accounts, it sounds like if you have a child of any age, basically, or if you are a child of any age, you should probably be going to see this movie. Um, I will be there with all of my children at some point with the, within the coming weeks. But yeah, the place that's here, and it's weird, because it's fish. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a sequel, right, to the other extremely popular movie. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, it is the sequel to, the, for for the movie buffs out there, they all know, but for everybody else, uh, Finding Dory is a sequel to Finding Nemo. Uh, Dory was a bit character that was um, kind of a plucky comic relief voiced by Ellen DeGeneres, and I think a combination of everyone liking Ellen right. and... Um, the character being well written and a recognizable fish and, um, being kind of funny, um, drew a lot of attention to her and it made a lot of sense. Um, I talked about this on the EFG, um, evening news update on Tuesday, which you can find on my YouTube channel. Um, that it's interesting in that Finding Dory, um, is actually a movie about living with a disability. Right. Kind of like Finding Nemo was because he had the, he he had the like the really short fin. Well, she has long like sh- long term memory loss oh. and difficulty forming. She it's like memento only, not nearly as bloody. <laughs> so good, good um, for kids. It's way less dark. Um, but it's still an interesting take on that topic. Um, again, I re- I mean. Yeah. I, everything that I've read is that it's one of the best movies released so far this year, uh, which is pretty impressive considering some of the movies that have existed. So, um, yeah, there you have great. it. I mean, Disney Infinity is still a thing. Um, man, if you, if you, th- th- and I, I t- I've talked about this before and I'll say it for the rest of the year. Um, those bargain bins, man, if you are someone who likes to collect Disney things, maybe there's a specific character that you like. Um, those bargain bins for the rest of the year are going to be an interesting place to see. Um, GameStop with their used stuff. Man, go grab your figures. Um, I picked up my Vision the other day. I was very happy. Um, and that's... I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Um, so, the next thing I want to talk about... Is, I'd love to talk about Overwatch a little bit. Yeah. Um, big shock. I'd like to talk about Overwatch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of things. Um, most notably, um, the competitive mode is coming. It's going to be a beta test very soon. Um, they're trying to figure out matchmaking right now. Um, they showed off. Uh, well, they didn't show it off, but players figured it out. The uh, rewards for ranking high in the competitive mode are golden guns. Wow. For your various characters, um, which is really, really sweet. Yeah, Some of those great. guns just look really cool. Um, also, very clever data mining from the Korean players, because it was all done on Korean test realms uh, uh. that figured this out. Um, so, I, if you just look up competitive gold Overwatch weapon or something like that on Google, you'll find the images. Uh, they're wicked cool. There's one for every single character. Um, the characters that have integrated weapons, like D.Va, who's a robot, or Bastion, um, don't worry, they got them covered too. They, they figured out the gunny parts versus the other person parts, and they made the gunny parts gold. Cool. Um, I, per- I particularly like uh, the big golden hammer. I don't know why. Um <laughs> So who wouldn't um, like a golden late, hammer? That's well, who great. wouldn't? I mean, yeah. it made me think. It made me think of um, Wreck It Ralph for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although a very different flavor uh, because it's a giant hammer and yeah, and it's Reinhardt with a shield and very different than Fix It Felix. Um, although that would be a cool mashup. I, I'd play that game. Sounds a little more like Thor. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, he does. I mean, I don't know if you've pl- have you played Overwatch? Not yet. I am downloading it as we speak. 
And I have like literally right now. Yes, I have recruited my son to come over and get me started because I find that if he gets me started, I, you know, get up and running a little faster. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So are you going to be playing on the PC? Um, you said, you know, I don't know. I'm downloading it on well, the Xbox right now. I'm going to see if I can okay. maybe so you're play on handle the okay, so computer. That means, you get, that means you need to play with me. Really? Because I'm also playing it on the Xbox. All right. Um, I don't so, know if you want to play with me, Stephen, but maybe after I practice it's for a while. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we do it this way? That's a great segue, um, because one of the things you had mentioned in the email was perhaps giving some tips to beginners. So being yeah. that you are going to be a beginner, um, let's talk about this, because Overwatch is 10 million players strong-ish right yeah. now, and it's only going to grow, and I expect that there's going to be a lot of kids and teenagers yeah. get in this game and a lot of parents that should play this game because it's good enough to be worth your time. Yeah. And um, it is even if you're only buying T. it for the kids. It's yeah. rated T. Yeah. Um, I feel 100% comfortable allowing my uh, eight-year-old to play this game. Oh, yeah. 100% comfortable. There is very little... I mean, the, the there is some blood. It's unavoidable. However, it's really red sparks... Ah. It's not like there's gore. Um, so, no, I, I personally, admittedly, I am a little bit different. Than every parent's going to be different. So watch a YouTube video. Right. Um, there's plenty. Go on twitch.tv and search Overwatch. You can see a 1,000 people playing this game every night. Yeah. So there's no shortage of video. But see if it's something you're comfortable with. Um, but if you're... I have no problem with my kids playing it without me even in the room. Um, and if, if the game is good enough that when your kids go to bed... Even if you're not so much of a gamer, jump in and try it, because I think there are a lot more people that will be pleasantly surprised. So, to give you some advice, Linda. Yeah. Trust yourself. Okay. Number one, trust yourself. You're better than you think you are. This game is very approachable. Um, so, as long as you are capable of, like, controlling it in even the most rudimentary way, mm -hmm. you should be able to find a character that you are good with enough to participate like you don't need to to be like number one on the kill death ratio to make a difference because mm -hmm. there are support characters right. if you can't shoot and there are plenty of people that can't shoot they just can't do the move and shoot thing mm -hmm. um totally fine you can pl there there are characters that don't involve shooting yeah um or that don't involve shooting in traditional ways. For example, Reinhardt is a 100% melee character. So you may think, well, you know, why, what, what, what would I do with this guy? Literally, you just stand in front of people and hit the button that makes the giant energy shield show up in front. And you're like, you're the real MVP. Like Kevin Durant will be crying for you um, because you're just going to stand in front. So if you don't feel comfortable shooting, you can still play this game. Um, Mercy... The uh, she's the angel healer character. You don't have to aim. Oh, you just kind of point yourself at generally the direction of a person, and the game will auto target whoever is the nearest person to you. Um, and then you hit one trigger to heal them, or another trigger to give them a damage boost. That's it. Cool. Um, if that's too much for you, you can play Lucio, and you know. He actually heals people literally by standing next to them. So if you can't do anything else, you can play Lucio and just stand next to people and you heal them passively. Um, so That's the guy on uh, the remesh.com article. Um, 
Overwatch's Lucio as a cure for multiplayer anxiety. So yes. that may be the one yes. I start with. Yes. Yeah. Lucio, he's always welcome um, because really, even if you never shoot your... Because he does have a gun. He's got like a, a wub-wub gun, basically. Mm-hmm. It's... um So... He, uh, and it's got like infinite range and it doesn't do a lot of damage, but it's, you know, whatever. Um, even if you never fire it and all you do is switch back and forth between your healing aura and your movement speed aura, mm-hmm. your, your team is going to love you. Cool. Um, so I, and, and you literally, you don't have to do anything because he just passively heals everyone around him. Um, it, it is worth noting that teams will gun after you a little bit, but if your team is in any way competent, they will prevent that from happening. Um, yeah. Because Lucio is great to have around. Um, so that's, that is tip one. Trust yourself, okay. know your abilities, and just try, try guys. Tip number two is don't be afraid to switch if you hate your life one match. Okay. So the matches are short. So if you just get in and if you're just not gelling with your team or the other team is just crushing you because they're obviously on on voice and nobody on your team is communicating, don't be afraid to just try new things and just mix it up because you never know if you'll find a character that you kind of dig. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um. So and you can change characters literally every time you die. All right. Yeah. Um, so if you try something and you get instigibbed by the other team, you can say, you know what? Never mind. I'll come back. I'll try this guy when we're doing a little bit better and move. All right. And just switch to another character or switch back to somebody you're more comfortable with. That's right. advice. Piece of advice. Number two, um, piece of advice. Number three is don't necessarily listen to the prompts on the character select screen. It will actually say not enough builder, not enough offense, too many snipers, no support, whatever. Don't freak out unless you are literally all one character. Just kind of play who you're going to play and, you know, kind of let the game flow. All right. I've won plenty of games without a support. I've won plenty of games without a sniper. Okay. It's okay. All right. So don't freak out. Um, so those are some, those are like really overall gameplay tips for everybody else. Now, have you played a lot of shooters? I have not played a lot of shooters. No, I played, I played, you know, World of Warcraft and I played third person adventure like Assassin's Creed and Tomb Raider. Those are the most that I played. Yeah. So most of these characters are going to be very alien to you. Uh-huh. Um, and that's okay. They're all designed to play very differently. So the idea being that for some folks, you know, one of them will just feel more natural. Anybody that's listening that is just coming into this game and played a lot of Call of Duty or Battlefield or Bioshock or, you know, any of those traditional, you know, Killzone, yeah. Resistance Follow Man, any of those shooters, um, your first person to give a shot to would be Soldier 76 because he is quite literally the Master Chief. Basically, so I I can't believe I listed off a bunch of shooters and didn't mention Halo. Um, He is dude with an assault rifle. Um, His moves are all very straightforward. He plays just like a Call of Duty character. Um, 
And so he can be like a security blanket to some characters that like really are used to that play mm-hmm. style. Um, and it's really no different than fighting wacky monsters in Halo because they all had super shields and healing auras and all sorts of nonsense. Right. So you're basically playing Halo. It's just a little cuter. Um, so he is a great guy to kind of hang out with, I think. Um, the other interesting trick with him is he has a rush ability. You can hit a, one of the buttons... I don't know what it is on all the different consoles, but he can like run. That run doesn't have a timer. He can run infinitely. So if you find that you're comfortable with him and you are, you have a long distance to run as you get used to the maps, mm-hmm. especially if you need to get back to the fight quickly, you can pick him and just run back and you can actually get back to the fight very quickly, mm. um, which applies some pressure to your opponents. Um, he also is just cool because he talks a, a lot of trash. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. So, otherwise, watch YouTube videos of your v- favorite characters, and you know, th- th- watch the people around you, and pay attention to the replays because they have a kill cam every time you get killed. Okay. So then you can learn how other people use these other characters, or maybe even your own, and then you can try those strategies later. I can't count the number of times, that, at least in the beginning, where I would get killed, and I'd be like, hey, that's neat, I'm going to try that, and then I would go do it. Um, yeah. So that's also a cool way to figure out where your enemies are hiding. Mm-hmm. Because if they're hiding around a corner, and they gank you, and you see them run back to that hiding place, you know not to go there again, because then right. you're going to get shot by Reaper. So that is some beginner's tips for getting started. But the biggest thing is just enjoy it because it's not that stressful. You're not playing in ranked. You're playing in casual games. Literally, the consequence for losing is that you get less experience points to get me to get loot drops. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, it's that's not like not bad. You, yeah, you get, yeah. And, but you still get some even if you lose. So mm-hmm. really, don't worry about it. You know, if, okay. if you were on like a cool. pro team or something, then you can get mad at yourself. If you're not playing up to par, but yeah, like I said, I let my eight year old play. Yeah, well, um, I'm gonna have to give up the dream of being a pro player. I'm afraid that'll never happen for me. But that's okay. I can still well, have fun. <laughs> can, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the whole point of games is to have fun. Uh, they take it to right. another level. Um, we can just watch them, um, and and that'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, totally. So, um, so hey, those are you, the. Go ahead. Did you see that thing about the guy who um, they had to remove the avoid player feature because somebody was too good and people were avoiding him because he was too good, not because he was a bad guy. Yeah, they've rem- yeah they removed that. Um, there was a post that was put up on the Battle.net forums, um, and they disabled it. They removed it because. Specifically, um, it wasn't. It was hurting the matchmaking process because people were just being salty, um, right? Which makes sense. I mean, I, I can understand why they put it in there, right? Like, you don't want to play with yeah. somebody that's just a troll, that's just jumping off, you know, that's not being fun to play around with. But yeah. if everyone just avoid agrees quietly to avoid playing with one specific guy or girl, um, mm-hmm. that, that that hurts that person's ability to find matches. And they really shouldn't make it so that people who are just skilled at the game can't find a match. Yeah, so I, I think that makes total sense. Yeah, that wasn't the intention. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you was block, a good thought. Can you block people in this game? Do you know? Block them? Or like, How do you mean? 
Make it so that you can't hear them. You can mute people. Mute people, but you can't like not. You can't block well, would, them, so you can't be matched up with them later. That's what they that's, just disabled. That's what that. they took out. Okay. Yeah, I got it. So no, not anymore. You used to could. Yeah. Um, but not anymore because okay. they they don't want that. With that said, um, what I have found is if I am in a group where I am surrounded by people that I am not interested in playing with, I will leave the game. And then yeah. requeue again, and I'll always end up with new people. This game has uh, a lot of players, mm-hmm. um, and so I do not expect that anytime soon you will have trouble requeuing and just getting a different team mm-hmm. at all hours of the day. I mean, especially you're on the West Coast, so you get even if you're playing in the evening, you get us staying up late on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and you also get, you know, people, you know, and plus you have like all of California, which I, my understanding is there's a lot, there's a fair number of people who play video games there. Mm -hmm. Um, never been there myself, but that's my understanding. So I don't think that you'll ever have a problem just piecing out and playing another game. Um, Mm -hmm. and matches are short enough that you should be able to get in pretty quick. Okay. Do you play with people, you know, Stephen? Occasionally. Yeah, you um, play I, with your I, kids, I, right? Well, we only have one machine. Oh, okay. So um, we take what we will do is we'll log into my account and we'll just pass the controller. So you know, one game it'll be me, and then it'll be my older son, and then it'll be my younger son, and then sometimes my yeah. brother will come over and play, and so we'll just kind of rotate through. It's the same way we played Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll just spend we'll just spend a couple hours just passing the controller. Everybody will get three or four matches, and then we call it a day. And they're what, like ten minutes long, the matches? Generally, yeah. I mean, they're all set up to have a set time. So even if there and there are no like death matches, everything has an objective. So it's es- you know defend this point, capture this objective, of, oh, okay. you know escort this payload to another spot. So there's no just until you get kills because those matches can take a long time if somebody's really turtling up. Here mm-hmm. you if you're on offense and it tells you if you're on offense, if you have to attack, you have to push, you have to attack. You can't just kill guys. You have to stay on, you know, in whatever location you're going to be in or you have to stay on the payload to keep it moving. Yeah. So, you know, that sounds you really got to Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. It's great. Um yeah. I, I can't recommend it enough. This is right now. It's my game of the year, and the, I don't know too many games that have a shot in taking it. I it is really, really good. Um, yeah, I I want to play it now, um, but yeah. I can't because we are working. I am working. <laughs> so maybe later. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, definitely later. So um, I, so I think that's enough Overwatch for now. Um, I, yeah. you know, everybody that doesn't want to play Overwatch, their eyes probably glazed over by now. Um, if you don't play Overwatch now, just play Overwatch, and then then everything <laughs> I say will be entertaining when I talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, a couple more stories. Um, one, uh, Skylanders Academy is going to be a TV show this fall. Yes. Yeah. Coming to Netflix. Um, I actually talked about some of it on um. Not to plug it again, but hey, I'm, I've got the keys to the car, so I'm going to do it. Um, on my EFG evening news update, which you can see on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page, I also uh, go live from our Engage Family Gaming uh, Facebook page. Um, yeah, Stephen, I mean, you know, that's that's really fun to watch. It's like Oh, you watch quick. it? 
Yeah, eight hey. minutes long was the last yeah. one. It's a short, so, great little. Never, uh, it's never summary. more than fifteen. Um, yeah. I'm actually gonna, and it's an evolving process. I've only done it for a couple. I've only done it for a couple of weeks. Um, I am actively soliciting feedback. So anybody listening to this who starts watching them, if you think something is terrible. Uh, tell me, I used to do them in my car because I thought it made it entertaining. Um, and a couple people suggested that I bring it into my office. And so I did. Um, and the fact that the camera is ahead of me and high as opposed to straight on. Um, the videos made me look like I lost 10 pounds. And spoilers, I didn't <laughs> lose 10 pounds. I just learned how to do a selfie. And what I should have done is just asked a 20-year-old girl. Um, and they would have told me straight up. But Or boy. Or boy, no, All you know what? I don't know. People know uh, you're how right. To do that. You're right. <laughs> I, I, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't want to be. I, I, I should probably avoid being sexist near the publisher of Remesh.com. That was yeah. unintentional. Um, yeah. So, um, guys, she's she's gonna get me for that one later. Um, so. <laughs> No, the, so I know what's I, in your heart, Stephen. I met, I really met like young people. I was specifically talking about a young lady who works at my day job. Who, oh, I when see. I told her the story, so I was thinking of her because when I told her the story about how I learned the thing, she's like, "Oh, the selfie angle. Why didn't you just ask me? I would have told you exactly what ang- where to put your thing. We oh, we'd have gone out so to your funny. car. So really, I was talking about Gina at my work. Shout out oh. to Gina, who probably won't listen to this. But I halfway through it, I was like, maybe I shouldn't say her name. But then I was like, whatever. So yeah. that's really what was well, happening in my brain space. I'll, I'll tell you, I figured that out for myself by a trial and error that I just look a whole lot better at that angle. Everybody does. It's like magic. It's like magic. Um, yeah, it is. But, so enough about selfie angles, because that's, you know, that's like weaponized Shopkins. A little off topic, <laughs> but it's important. Um, so Skylanders yeah. Academy, it's going to be a TV show. Um, it is the first product to come out of the Activision film studios kind mm-hmm. of conglomerate. Um, we're going to get a Call of Duty cinematic universe somehow um oh, yeah wow. <laughs> but this one i don't know man i don't know yeah. about that one <laughs> um you know what um if 10 percent of the people that buy that game go to the movie it'll it'll make bank yeah so that's true um so it's gonna come out this fall on netflix we don't have the specific dates but obviously the social media push when it comes out i'm sure will be crazy kind of like the yeah. voltron cartoon recently which has been nuts. Um, so, as far as some of the like go the ahead. what? Sorry, the Vol- like the, the what? Voltron cartoon. So, first oh. off, are you familiar with okay. Voltron in general? No, is it a comic book? Okay, no. So the the you probably are familiar because because you have sons. Um, the the Voltron. lions that turn into so, the giant give me robot a guy. More. Yeah, I'm good. So five okay. lions that turn into one giant robot form the blazing sword you know it you've seen it you probably just haven't thought about it because it has probably went yeah yeah in the grand scheme of things it is not the most important thing in the universe but it's a popular cartoon from the 80s um one of the first anime that kind of moved over here without anybody realizing what it was and so it was recently uh picked up by dreamworks and remade um, as Voltron Legendary Defender, and it is on Netflix right now. It's 11-episode run. Um, the first episode is an hour and a half, so 
you know, that's it's so it's a little bit of a time commitment. It's not quite oranges, the new black level commitment, but it's still there. Um, <laughs> and it's really good. Um, really cool animation, really good voice acting, um, giant robots fighting giant space aliens. Well, what could be bad about that? That sounds there great. There really isn't. And they're, they're really cool animated lions that form into a giant saving the universe guy. And the characters are interesting. Um, very interesting takes on the characters from the past. Um, not going to spoil it for anybody, but one of the characters, they just had a big reveal that really just blew my mind. Um, which is people listening, especially if you have kids, that are like in the eight to twelve range that still watch cartoons. Watch this new Voltron show. Um, there's there's some deeper stuff into it than lions and space, and it's about talking about family oh, wow. and the importance of personal identity and teamwork and leadership. Oh. Um, and one of the characters has a, a serious secret that is not really that big of a deal, but it's still a, it's it's great. You got to watch it. So. Um, I'm loving this whole Netflix thing. The, yeah. the idea that TV shows that never would have seen the light of day. Um, right. Before it was because they were risky and experimental. Orange is the New Black is a great example, right? It's mm-hmm. That show never would have pulled it off on regular broadcast television, obviously, because of the content. <laughs> Not in a million but, years. Never. But even if, you, even if they toned down some of the serious content, it was still experimental. It was still... A, you know, touchy content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wouldn't have survived on broad. It, it probably wouldn't have even really done terribly well on HBO um, because it just wasn't. They, they're risk averse. Netflix doesn't have to be all that risk averse because they don't have to worry about taking up a specific slot and slot and broadcast because there's unlimited space on Netflix. So um, a lot of times it's stuff that was experimental. Here we have. Um, Skylanders, which is not a risky property. It's just who was going to pick it up? There's no more Sunday morning cartoons. So unless you're on Cartoon Network, which is its own thing, or on a Disney channel, mm-hmm. um, or Nickelodeon, you're pretty much hit. Um, yeah. So the fact that Netflix has been able to give Skylanders, which is a beloved property to a lot of kids, an opportunity to put out a show is great. Um, yeah. And some of the names I, I that are attached to, see- to this. I love to see all the original content coming out. Maybe, you know, Amazon will do some, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be great. Well, it's a horse race right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, some of the names attached to it. The show's being produced by Eric Rogers, who many people will remember uh, as being involved with Futurama, which I can't say is a ah. successful show, but certainly has a lot of fans. A lot of people hold that show very close to their heart. Um, yeah. So he, at the very least, he knows how to produce an animated uh, television program um, with quirky content. I think we can all agree. Um, Justin Long is going to do the voice for Spyro. Ashley Tisdale is going to do the voice for Stealth Elf. Some of these names may not mean a huge amount to you and me, Linda. However, the younger set will recognize some of these voices. Yeah, Um, I recognize some of them. You'll recognize Norm MacDonald, though. Yeah. Um, he's doing Glumshanks, sort of reprising his role from the games. Um, Glumshanks is like um, a uh, he's a goblin that hangs out with chaos. Um, but also some of the names you'll recognize: Susan Sarandon. Um, you know she's going to be in there. Yeah. Um, doing some voices. Bobcat Goldthwait is going to be in there. Oh, great! Um, and we all know him. Um, yeah. I don't. I, his voice is so I can't even. 
with his voice, <laughs> but I know, but I know him. Um, yeah. so I can't wait, guys. This is going to yeah. be a very cool show. I would expect when this comes out, um, I've already said it to my listeners. I will be doing, uh, video reviews and, uh, written content about the series when it comes out. Cause it's Great. from my, from my view, one of the first real kids properties that has gotten a show in this unique way. So I'm definitely going to talk about it. Um, yeah, that'll be great. And I'm sure I'll bring the content over onto this podcast too. Um, if not onto pixelkin.org. Um, for sure. So that, so this is great. I mean, especially my, my sons, I gave them this news. I'm stumbling all over myself, partially with excitement. Um, I gave my sons this news and they lost their minds at <laughs> That's great. the idea of a cartoon based on some of their favorite characters. Um, it, yeah. it, Skylanders is an event. And when we talk about sequel fatigue and how grownups might be getting tired of some of these games. No, no, not, not when you're eight and 10, these yeah. games are, these games are huge. Um, yeah. so I cannot That's wait great. for that. Yeah. So, um, another piece of news. Um, I'm saving one that's on the list. I'm sure you're looking at the list. You saw me skip it. I'm not skipping it. I'm saving it to the end because I think it's a big deal. Um, but one thing that, that didn't make your list, but I wanted to talk about is, um, Criterion games. They are owned by EA, mm -hmm. um, Electronic Arts. They were previously working on like an extreme sports driving, hang gliding, Kind of like uh, Steep by mm -hmm. uh, Ubisoft, but it was about I don't. Nobody knows. They they teased it um, a couple of years ago when they first mm -hmm. teased uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, <laughs> they have moved on um, from their previous project from that previous project, and they are now moving to make another Star Wars game. So last oh, week wow. we talked about a giant deluge of Star Wars games coming out of Electronic Arts. Right. There's one more, but they also, they specialize in driving. So mm -hmm. they are also going to be collaborating with other games, um, both VR experiences, like they're helping with the Star Wars VR experience. They also are helping with the coding for the speeder bikes in Battlefront, things like that. Um, Fun. so they're, yeah. they're collaborating with other teams, but they are working on a new Star Wars IP. Um, and, I'm hoping it's vehicle. Re I'm guessing that it's going to be vehicle related. Um, yeah. You know, you know what I would love. What, Stephen? What would you love? A pod racing game. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone would love that. That sounds. Fun. That's like the only good part of the first movie. So yeah, totally right. Uh, I would love every minute of it. Yeah, that was fun though. That was a fun scene, the pod racing thing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So. That is, so we don't know that they really haven't gotten into the specifics outside of, there was a statement from EA directly to uh, GameInformer.com. Uh, that's a magazine, uh -huh. Game Informer magazine. Uh, it's a magazine owned by GameStop. Um, and so they, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they confirmed they're going to be collaborating and working on new IP. Very exciting stuff coming out of Criterion. EA is just going to hit us in the head with a triple-A Star Wars game or more every year for the next 10 years. Does that... Do, do you like that? Or does that scare you? Are you, where, What are you at? Where, where are you, you at know, with the Star Wars every year? 
I am not a huge Star Wars person. I'm on the Star Trek more side yes. of things. And I was pretty excited about what you guys were talking about last week about that. Oh, man, bridge crew. Bridge crew. Did you freak out at the bridge crew video? Oh, uh, my God. Bridge crew. That just sounds like my dream. I lost my mind. I lost my <laughs> mind. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah you know what? If but, both of us but, get... Go ahead. But the thing is, I, I love science fiction anything, and Star Wars is iconic, and I love Star Wars, too, so... I don't think well, no. I don't think there can be too much Star Wars. Fair enough. All. Me either. Um, I yeah. am. So a big thing that I'm thinking it just kind of is. Um, it, I'm very excited for the game coming from Amy Hennig and Visceral. Um, mm -hmm. partially because Visceral is really good at atmospheric storytelling. They're the folks that did Dead Space. Right. Um, but so they're really good at atmospheric storytelling, and she is really good at developing interesting characters. And we know that they're working on new characters, new story, new adventure. Um, so giving her free reign, I mean, she made Nathan Drake. Yeah. Um, so giving her free right, reign sorry. to make a new character and, or a new set of characters, really, because you can never, you can't just do one. Um, and giving her a team to work with that can, that develops environments and atmospheric storytelling that, that that works with the tools they have, um, like visceral. That's going to be an insane experience. I know we got to wait a while, but I'm I'm okay with waiting. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be great. It'll be fun if they can build out that universe even more. You know, in a game. Well, I mean, form. absolutely. The universe was huge, and then Disney came in and knocked out the extended universe, which was countless books and comics and all sorts of stuff that had become accepted canon when it was solely owned by LucasArts. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea is all of this stuff was gone, but it's still written, right? They're, they're, mm -hmm. they, in canon, they're like legends and fables and stories. Like, so there's no reason that they could not use some of those for inspiration yeah. um, and kind of rebuild some of those stories but just have them be informed by the direction that Disney wants to go with yeah, where Star Wars yeah. is going to be. So I yeah. am, man, you know what? It's well known. Anybody who listens to a podcast with me knows I've only been a Star Wars fan for about a year. I cannot wait um, oh, to see where right. they're all going. Yeah. 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 I'm new. Yeah. I'm new to this. I, I was a Trekkie with, like you. Yeah. So you and me, we could go back. Um yeah. And at some point, we'll, we'll, when a new Star Trek game comes out, or maybe when the new Star Trek show comes out, you and me can have it out and talk about who's the best captain. Um, but, cause that's the, that's the debate yeah. that we have. Um, everybody else gets to talk about other stuff. Um, all right. So good. I do want to plug, so that's a date for, uh, January, because that's when, uh, the new Star, Star Trek show comes out. Um, so I want to bring up one last um, kind of news story before we move on to yeah. like a topic-ish thing. Nope, not that one. Got another oh. one. Okay. Not that one. That one's going to be topic-ish, I think. So um, Eidos Montreal, they're the company that's making Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which is a stealth action RPG thing. Um, it's a follow-up to uh, Deus Ex. I don't even remember what the last one was called. Don't really know. Doesn't really matter. Um, it, Deus Ex is a legendary and storied franchise. So there's a sequel coming out this August. It looks cool. Um, yeah. The big key is the game is all about transhumanism. The idea that eventually mankind will transcend our evolved form by cybernetics, 
etc. It's right. inevitable. We've already seen in real life some of these discussions, like, for example, when the Blade Runner guy, now admittedly, that all went south when he allegedly, is it alleged? I don't even know. When he had some bad things happen at home and now he's going to be in prison forever. But when he was in the Olympics, I don't know the details. So I'm just going to say bad things yeah. occurred. We're not going to be hearing from him for a while, I believe. However, there were some, he, he the issue is he has, n- knees and nothing below it so he runs with prosthetics that are designed for running and there were some people who believed that he should not have been allowed to compete in the olympics he runs the 400 meter or ran the 400 meter Mm -hmm. um that because they felt that those gave him an advantage now Mm -hmm. i know some i know a prosthetician um and i actually that's a segue and i'll talk about that in a moment um but I, th- there were plenty of studies that showed the way that our prosthetics are now, he absolutely had no advantage. Um, it was probably at a disadvantage. That's not going to be the case indefinitely. Um, we know it's not. I mean, think about where technology was for computers 20 years ago versus now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Prosthetics are going the same way. So it's a similar discussion, and that's Deus Ex takes it to the next level. Well, what happens if everybody that wants to run faster just buys new legs? Yeah. Are they human Good anymore? Good question. Um, what if, what if you could buy a thing that makes it so you live forever? Um, then people who can't afford it can't live forever. So then they die because they don't have money. So there's ethical and more like, so, well, sure. I mean, they should just work hard for it or something, right? Some people might argue that and maybe that's the case, but that, but is that person now a human? Mm-hmm. If they don't, if we're not all under the same constraints, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're not, um, so, um, Deus Ex kind of fit in fitting with that theme. They are working with a company called Open Bionics, um, who is a company that is working on making, um, they make bionic hands and legs. They make prosthetics for people. <coughs> and they're working together to try and basically make the main character, Adam Jensen's prosthetics on an aesthetic level, but also on a functional level available to um, the public. Um, this is a partnership where basically Square Enix and Eidos Montreal are funding Open Bionics and letting them make Adam Jensen's arm and sell them to people who need arms. Um, wow, that's which, very which, cool. Which is super neat Yeah. on the surface. So um, what I'd like to do is um, plug a article um, that actually is on EngageFamilyGaming.com. And the reason that I want to plug it is I actually reached out to a board-certified pro- uh, prosthetist mm-hmm. um, named uh, Bill Gibbs, who is a good friend of mine, very talented guy. He literally puts people back together um, and builds and engineers these crazy you know, legs and arms for people. Yeah. Um, and he actually wrote like a thousand-word response um, talking oh, about the ways that it is cool, but also... Ways that it has its challenges, I think, is the mm-hmm. best way to say it. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. I am not even kind of qualified to talk about it. However, um, I encourage anyone that is interested in the topic of transhumanism and the interested the interested in uh, the idea of prosthetics. Um, he comments a lot on, and we see these stories hit social media all the time, <clears throat> where people are using 3D printers to print, like, uh, you know, kind of prosthetic arms and legs mm-hmm. for their kids. And it saves money. Oh, wow, they only did this for $300. How cool is that? You know, it's going to change the world. He comments on that a lot because um, 
you know, this is very similar, you know, because mm-hmm. some of these designs are going to be open source. So I encourage anyone who has ever been interested in that topic, head on over to engagefamilygaming.com. The title of the article is a, prosth- a prosthetist's commentary on Eidos Montreal's augmented future. Um, I recommend you look at it. It's a very interesting read. Um, and I'm not saying that just because it's on my site and I want, quote-unquote, the clicks. That's not what I'm here for. I just thought it was very interesting that he uh, had a lot of cool things to say. Yeah, I'd um, love to. I'll be over there reading that. That great. sounds great. Yeah. Um, and I'll be able to tell because Google Analytics is like my spy mind. So, if I don't, <laughs> so um, anyway. Okay. So now to the real one. I know you've been wanting to. I've skipped. I did not skip it. I just did some of the other stuff before. All right. So last week I went goo goo gaga mind crazy over Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, By all accounts, everyone else. Well, yeah, the entire internet. Well, remember I predicted this a while ago, right? That. Nintendo was only bringing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for a reason, and that was because they had faith, and that Legend of Zelda by itself would be able to beat at least a couple of those press conferences. Mm -hmm. And if you pay attention solely to social media traffic, it actually beat everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, really? And it also, so yeah, yeah, it, it was out. It out, like, search traffic for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was greater than any other game on the floor. Um, and so they didn't have to bring everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's so many videos because of the way they did their booth. Their booth was kind of like a love letter to the Legend of Zelda. There's so much, like, no, I did not see a single picture of a God of War booth. I didn't see, I saw a little gameplay. Mm-hmm. But every journalist that was there, I saw their Instagram pictures of them standing next to Zelda, or not yeah. Zelda, Link, um, and their tours of the booth. And, and so the amount of stuff that hit the internet because of those things, um, how do you compete with that? Um, and they were very smart about how they broke everything up into little chunks and talked about this system and then another system. So there's just so many more videos. I mean, that's probably why there was more traffic and more discussion because there's more things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things to talk about, one thing that did occur, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have, uh, Linda share her thoughts on this is leading up to this, there was some speculation that Link, the character, would be either a female, or players would have some semblance of a choice between playing as a male Link or a female Link with some, you know, I don't know. Link Link is not really a name, it's a word. So it, you could have a female named Link, who cares? Mm-hmm. Rename it. Who? Yeah, I, that's irrelevant. So the idea was, because all the character art so was very androgynous, and we thought maybe they were holding a secret back. Right. And it turns out the secret was that Link is a dude. <laughs> and <laughs> still um, a dude. Still a dude, a dude. And there is no choice. Now, yeah. that by itself is one thing. However, Nintendo somehow did not get out in front of this at all. Um and um, Aonuma, the producer, like they when asked, never do, really. Yeah, but yeah, but it, it, mm. this was not quiet. I know there are plenty of podcasts out there that they listen to, mm-hmm. that people on their treehouse listen to, that talked about this. Because maybe it, you know, Miyamoto doesn't listen to podcasts. Al Numa probably doesn't. But I bet you their treehouse does. 
you know, listen to Nintendo Voice Chat and listen to Jose mm-hmm. Otero and Per Schneider and all them talk about this issue. Um, and there were countless articles, and they didn't get out ahead of it. And Aonuma was essentially blindsided by the most obvious question: Hey, why didn't you make Link a girl? Yeah, <laughs> and or, his explanation: or give people a choice about, or that give people a choice somehow. Yeah. And his explanation was <laughs> worse than silence. I think. Can we agree? Um, it was so lame. What he said was, is Ugh. that the the story for however many games has been that Link is a dude, Zelda is a is a lady, and Ganon is whatever the hell Ganon is. I'm presu- I mean, he's obviously male, um, but he's not a person. He's a monster. But so the yeah. um, and so he said that it didn't make sense to make Link a it w- like. It wouldn't make sense to switch their roles and have Zelda like switch it so that Zelda was more yeah. active in Link. They they were like this is that this doesn't make sense within the the scope of the story, and that was worse than just saying I don't know because Link's a dude. <laughs> yeah, um, I did. I, I was really puzzled by all that until I found something in a comment um, string for one of the articles about this. And I'd love to hear it. The guy explained, in the Triforce, Link is courage, Zelda wisdom, and Ganon is power. Yep. So a game as you play as Zelda would need to be based around wisdom. So it could be a puzzler or a detective game, but not a mainline Zelda game. Which I don't agree with at all. (laughs) I just think, you know, like a lot of other people have said, and like they said in the Mary Sue you know, women have played this game forever, and what is the harm of just allowing women to be able to make a choice about uh, playing a slightly more female character than than Link already is? Because he's a little bit androgynous anyway. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I just think that they should have given us a choice. I I don't disagree. Um, I don't. Um, I so. I'm going to be careful how I say this. Okay. I am fine with them making the game that they want to make. Yeah, me too. But. Absolutely. Um, my issue is, if you're going to, if if Link is a guy, and Zelda, like, if this is just what you're going to do, then don't say stupid crap. <laughs> And try and make it sound like, just be like, this is the game we wanted to make. Because the reality is, if they just said that, and they said, this is what we wanted to do, then it would be a different discussion than if they tried to justify it. Um, if they just, I, I, that part of me is more frustrated that they didn't get out ahead of it. Like, when they put out those character art, the character art, they obviously, now in retrospect, they were showing us that this is not going to be a traditional Zelda game. He was mm-hmm. like when we first saw this at the Game Awards two years ago, or three years ago at this point. No, two. I don't even know. I think it was whenever they first showed it to us. Um, they showed us that it was an open world. They showed us a character that was obviously related to Link. Turns out mm-hmm. that it was Link, but we showed a Linky character. Can I say Linky? I think Linky is the best <laughs> way to say it, right? Not no green tunic, no shield. No master sword. We saw a horse and a person and a bow and arrow with lasers, right? And so fighting this crazy monster. So 
now that we have kind of the lens of we know what this game is to look at it, they were telling us then that this is not going to be like any traditional Zelda game that we have played. They weren't trying to pass the symbol off that Link was female. They, they weren't trying to pass that off. They were trying to make it so that we didn't see the... I, we saw some of the iconography, but you know, my son notices it right away. He's still mad that he, he hasn't seen the green tunic. I'm like, dude, uh, the, the green yeah. tunic is going to be in there. He's going to have the green tunic. It's not possible <laughs> that he doesn't... But, he's, but Evan's like, I haven't seen it yet. And you and me, he, he watched all the streams. He's like, I've watched like five hours of Zelda footage. I have not seen one green shirt. Well, and I hope they have a green shirt. Come on. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I mean, he yeah. was wearing full plate at one point. I was actually kind of impressed by that. So the so they weren't trying to go that direction. But any good PR department would have seen two years ago the hubbub. Oh, is it a you know maybe he's a female? Maybe it's a female. Maybe it's a female. They could have come out two years ago and been nah, guys. Link is a guy. They could have stopped. They could have dealt with that or addressed it two years ago. And yeah. they didn't. And yeah. that's what bothers me. That they let people speculate on a point that was easily clarified. We could have been upset about this and probably would have forgotten about it by now. Mm-hmm. Or we would have been arguing. There might have been some petitions. Who knows? But we wouldn't have been caught off guard. And Aonuma wouldn't have had to have given arguably the lamest reasoning ever. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, of course, they have a right to make the game they're going to make, and they're going to make the game they're going to make. But I feel like I have a right to complain and say, you know, or to ask them, no, not complain. I would say, ask them, please. I know what you said in your heart. Give me a, uh, give me a, give me a female-ish link or linkle or something like. Uh, what's I- I What's don't disagree. The big deal? I you know? well, I mean, you know what? It obviously is somehow to them, and it could be because they're just old dudes. You know, I mean, it could very could well be, be. That they just don't feel comfortable with it. And this is the team, and they didn't feel like they could create a believable and meaningful female character. I also mm-hmm. this is my, my only concern with the idea of them making Link female is if they made Link a female character and didn't murder with it, it would not have gone well. You know what I mean? Because Link, in general, is not a very expressive character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's a cipher. He doesn't talk. He, you know, like, so... Right, but to me, that's just, just another reason that he, that he could be female or more female-ish because... There's nothing yeah. that I've seen in all the games I've played that makes me feel like Zink is a really or or Link is a really masculine, you know, guy. Yeah. So well, I don't know. My con- my concern is what would the reaction be? And maybe the reaction would be fine. And maybe I don't know. I mean, I obviously come at this from a different angle. But what would the reaction be if they put him out there as and when Link was a female or and and it was flat because generally link is flat would the ability to just have a female shaped character be enough or would people want link and I, I, I this linky character to be more feminine and i don't I know think, i think i don't know what enough. the reaction would, i mean you can't make everybody happy but yeah 
I, I think I, I'm going to guess it would be enough for 90% of us out here. And, you know, there's always going to be some nay- naysayers, but just having okay. the ability to play a female um, protagonist in any video game to me is a plus at this point. And, and I'm, I'm going to just give all those guys kudos who ever do that, like the wow. Mass Effect people or whatever, you know. It's, yeah, it's it's a great thing to do. I appreciate it. Thank you. Do more. That's well, kind of that's it. fair. That's fair. And I, I again, I don't disagree. I am a huge fan of the games that are coming out that are going to have you know strong female protagonists. Like last year, which felt like the year of E three being all about the ladies. It was ladies' mm-hmm. night. Um, last year, um, I mean, this year we kind of came back, but I mean, it's, it's, it was kind of inevitable because eventually we were going to see Kratos again. And, you know, like you can't make like, that's a continuation of the same story. So you kind of can't, he's very obviously a dude. (laughs) Um, so I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, they can't really mess around with, um, without changing the characters or rebooting or whatever. But, um, they obviously can't make every character female. We can't swing all the way in the other direction. Um, but right. like Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, I feel like that game has something special going for it. And I think mm-hmm. everybody who is looking for a adventure role-playing game that wants a strong, believable female protagonist, I think let's push Zelda aside. Don't play it if you don't want to. I mean, the reality is vote with your wallet. Um mm. No, no, I have to uh, so, play it. That's the problem. Well, I, I, but, I have to play the Zelda game. I just wish I had a, a choice. You know? I, I would be stunned if they didn't hear the message now. Yeah. Because at the very least, Aonuma heard it. Because he had to answer the question. Um, yeah. And you can't avoid, but it the, the questions that you answer impact you. And so the world is changing, you know, and so I I think it is kind of inevitable that we will get something like that. Or at the very least, just give us a game where Zelda is the hero. That's the part I don't understand. Like, if we can't make Link a a girl, I get I get that. If they don't want to mess with the character, then just reverse the roles and have Link get captured. And then have Zelda be the hero. There's really no reason why. I mean, they've given her a sword in other games. And maybe she doesn't have to use the Master Sword or the Hillian Shield. But there's no reason she couldn't roll around with a rapier and a bow and arrow and throw bombs or have her own different, you know, she could use magic. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Just because she represents wisdom doesn't mean that she can't go to battle, too. I mean, why not? Well, I mean, I... It would be, I think it would require some some juggling, because yeah. But well, there's precedent. I mean, the Greek Greek goddesses did that. Oh, uh, absolutely. Who, I, uh, Artemis, I think. Okay, which one? Minerva. There was one. I'm not a, I'll look it I'm up. not a mythology anyway. guy. If, I, if we had my son down here, he reads yeah. he reads those uh, Robert Riordan books. Yeah, ask him. So he knows all. He knows all of those gods. I know nothing. He yeah. plays Smite, and he's like, oh, I know that guy. He's, you know, <laughs> cool. I know this guy. That guy's not a god. He's a titan. Yeah. So why is yeah. he in this game? And I'm like, well, because Medusa's in this game. And he's like, oh, all right. Yeah. And then it's he leaves the room. Uh, video games never play fast and loose with mythology either. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, yeah, exactly. I, I, listen, I'm a slave to Nintendo. I'm going to play whatever they're going to play. Um, yeah. But what I recommend to everybody... Um, 
If you want to play a role-playing adventure game that has a strong female protagonist, I recommend you bust out your PlayStation 4 and February 28th of 2017, you buy Horizon Zero Dawn. Because that game, uh, I, you know, I, I've seen enough of Aloy, the main character, to believe that I think that she is a well-rounded character. She has wants, she has feelings, um, she is strong, she does not give a crap about the people that, that doubt her. Um, you know, she's gonna be, a, I think she's gonna be a very positive female character. Um, and also, it, she's fighting giant robots with a bow and arrow. All right. So that sounds great. Um, there is gameplay video of that up on pixelkin.org. Uh, I re- I wrote the preview for that. Uh, I recommend anyone that is interested in a female character. I think we should all get excited about Aloy and let's all get behind her. We can't right. necessarily change every game we want. Um, and I think this is a we can certainly voice our concerns. I think that was the word we were looking for. We can't complain because what are you going to do? That doesn't do anything. We can voice our concerns, throw our voices out there. Um, we can't change everything. However, we can absolutely support the positive minds that are out there trying to create new things. And I think uh, Horizon is on that way. Um, yeah, is and, on the way to I doing think, that. I, you'll see more and more of this as um, video games venture into that territory and positive. Uh, sales yep. occur for for good games that yep. have good female protagonists. That whole yep. that old myth that men won't play a female protagonist will go away because I I just don't think that's true at all. And even I, if it is true, they're gonna play good games. And and exactly. I know plenty of guys that are super duper macho, and you know they're not what they're not gonna play is. And I can say this comfortably because I've spoken to them. What they don't want to do is play a game that feels like it was just slapped together mm-hmm. um, and is good only because there's a woman on the cover. Um, and there are some of those, but there are some dude games like that too that are just gross. Yeah. Eventually, when all the good games just happen to have a character in it that makes sense, Horizon Zero Dawn is an amazing looking game. And if it is super amazing and we have... You know, everybody's reviewing it and giving it good numbers, assuming it is as good as it looks. Um, it's going to be unavoidable. Are you then you're going to then you're going to have to confront the I'm not playing because I'm not going to play this amazing game because there's a a girl on the cover. Like you you may not be comfortable. You know what I mean? Like you're Mm -hmm. you're going to eventually have to make that call. And I don't know. We all play games for a reason. We want to play good stuff. Nobody wants to just play garbage. So. It, it's unavoidable. Those guys right. are eventually just going to start playing good games, and then that's all that's going to matter. Um, and once right. that's all that matters, then everything's going to be healthier. Um, yeah. Obviously, I come at Absolutely. this discussion from a place of privilege, and I understand that. Um, but, like, I can't wait for that game. It's one of my most anticipated games of the year. Um, coming out of E3, right. it looks... I mean, Legend of Zelda, because I'm a slave to Nintendo, but that's... Un, that's that's unhealthy on my part, and I get it. Um, with that said, also <laughs> no. with Mass Effect Andromeda. Looking at that coming out in the in the in the opening, you look at the trailer. The only character they highlighted, obviously a female. Now I'm sure you're going to be able to choose your gender just like you could before. But before, it was male Shepard was the guy on the cover, but the vast majority of players played Fem Shep. Yeah. But you know what? The that's first character we saw when they were prepping for Mass Effect back in the day was that guy. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I would be stunned if the face of the game was not femme 
whatever the character's name is. I doubt well, it's Shepard, but... I think that's more acceptable um, nowadays, you know, just in general yeah, in movies absolutely. and games and everything else, so it's good. Absolutely. So, I think... So, I think that's it for the news and our our topic for the week. Let's talk about some games that we've been playing. Linda, have so you're going to play Overwatch later on today, tomorrow, something like that. Yeah. You're an adult with real responsibilities, so I can't expect you to run off to play <laughs> Overwatch immediately. Yeah. However, um, yeah. have you been playing anything else? I played... You know what? I played something I thought was pretty fun, which was... Um, it was... Rayman Adventures on my phone. I thought that was a really fun game. My kids love that game. Rayman is so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. I mean, the music, the graphics, it's really entertaining. It's really fun, yeah. Absolutely. It's a free game also um, uh-huh. with microtransactions. So anybody that's just kind of looking for a diversion, you know, right. you know you're going to a doctor's office, you know you're going to be waiting a while because you know your doctor. Yeah. Download that game, play it for a couple hours, even if you're not going to play it forever, which, I mean, let's face it, what do we do? Yeah. Who does that with mobile games? Yeah, um, no, it's entertaining. It's, really <laughs> it's entertaining. a great afternoon to play mm-hmm. a game. You won't get tired of it that quick, um, and it's free. So I definitely recommend it. Huge fan of the Rayman stuff. Yeah. Um, and if you really like it, you can buy the Rayman games for your consoles because those are also really good. Yeah. Really, really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So, um, outside of playing a borderline irresponsible amount of Overwatch, um, I have uh, been continuing to play Hearthstone. Um, I'm not quite as awesome as Nicole yet, um, but I'll get there. Um, yeah. Cool. I have been uh, prepared. We are in spoiler season for Magic the Gathering, uh, learning all about the new set, which is very exciting. I'm a giant nerd. Um, basically, it's Cthulhu in Magic the Gathering. It's going to be crazy. So, um, magic nerds everywhere are very excited. Um, but I have been playing um, for the purposes of review for uh, Pixelkin.org and EngageFamilyGaming.com. I've been playing Kirby Planet Robobot. All right, and, yeah. you said um, you were going to play that. I did. Um, all both me and my two sons. We've been passing it around, playing together. We had the fu- inter- most interesting argument trying to figure out who got what save slot. Save slot one, two, and three. So the way we agreed is since technically it was a gift for my youngest son for getting good grades at the end of school, um, hmm. shout out to Jake for doing very well. Only grade yeah, he didn't do well in was handwriting. That'll come with time. I'm not worried about it. Everything yeah. else, all A's and B's. Very proud of him. So we got him a video game. At least we told him we got him a video game. Spoiler alert, everybody. Sometimes I give kids gifts that I was going to buy anyway. Um <laughs> I think that's a parenting thing in general. Um, so he got save slot number one. I was granted save slot number two because I need it for work. This was mm-hmm. decided for me. And then my oldest son seated um, and agreed that he would take the lowly third save slot. Even though our, you and I all know that none of this matters. The save slots are all the same. Um, but it was, a, it was a sharp negotiation who got what save. It's just um, like who sits in the front seat, right? Oh man, well it's but it's oh, but see, who sits in the front seat actually has an advantage because that means you get to not it's have true. to sit next to your brother yeah. and you also get easier access to the radio. <laughs> um that's but true. In this case, um but so that was interesting. The game is really cute. Uh, it's really fun. Um it's a Kirby game. If you like Kirby games, you will like this. If you do not like Kirby games, I don't think this is going to sell you on it. Um it's better than Triple Deluxe, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I love the theme with the robot, and because it's 
Kirby, but he can get in like this mech suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that theme. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. Of, it, it's really good. Um, it came out at a really good time. If you don't buy it now, I bet you there'll be some decent sales on it by the end of the year. Cool. Um, you know, Black Friday, something like that. Um, but it's really good. Uh, we should. I expect that a review will go up. Um, on our various sites the beginning of next week. All right. That sounds so great. I, thi- I think that is all that we have time for. Um, so why don't I close? So I, I think it's time for us to close as Nicole always would. So Gaming with the Moms is the official video game podcast of Pixelkin.org. You can find them on Facebook, just search Pixelkin. You can find them on Twitter, that's Pixelkin underscore org. Make sure you put the underscore in there, it won't, will not work. You can also find our podcast here on podcast services throughout the world. Um, it's it's on, a, you're in a, a, net, a podcast network, right? I can't remember, I always forget it. Where are you guys? Blog We're, Talk Radio. Yeah, Blog You're on Blog Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. You're on Blog Talk Radio. If you use Overcast, make sure to recommend this episode out uh, specifically onto Twitter. We would love reviews and ratings and all that stuff on the iTunes because that makes us more visible to other people. Um, I think that's all your various social media accounts, right? Yeah, um, that's great. It's a little out of organized, guys, because I am not as awesome as Nicole is. However, <laughs> um, this is also where She'll she passes be back. it off. She'll be back. I promise. You're not going to have yeah. to listen to me talk as much moving Steven, forward. Thank you so much for doing this, though. That was it was great. It was a lot of fun. No problem. As I have said before, Gaming with the Moms is the best hour of my week outside of the hour that I record my own show. So um, speaking of my own show, this is the part where Nicole would normally pass it off to me for me to read my little copy about myself. So I will do so. But I'm going to pretend like Nicole's here. I would say thank you, Nicole. <laughs> This is not the only podcast that you can hear my voice on. If for some reason, after hearing me for approximately one hour talking to Linda, you say, you know what? There's not (laughs) enough Steve talking about games in my life. Then I've got news for you. You can head on over and listen to me on Engage, a family gaming podcast. That is a podcast that I record with my wife, several other friends. We alternate video games and board games. It's all kinds of fun. This week is board game week, uh, and we're going to be talking about the Origins cool. Game Fair. Very exciting stuff. Um, you can also find me every evening on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page doing the EFG Evening News Update. And you can find that also on our YouTube channel, which is at Engage Family Gaming. And on Twitter, I am at EF Gaming. And lastly, Linda did it. Nicole did it. I've obviously did it because I started the group. Make sure to join our Facebook community. Join all the fun. We talk about all kinds of crazy stuff, and we are rebranding it later this summer to be more about parents and less about me um, because I hear rumors that people don't want to talk about me all the time. Um, but head to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community. Join in all the fun. That is all the time we have, folks. Linda, any parting words for your adoring public? I uh, just... Definitely check out Steven's Facebook group. It's great. And come to pixelkin.org, and uh, we have a game database there that you can find information if you're a parent. Like, is, is the game cool? Is it appropriate? Is it fun? Um, Legitimately, yeah. I use this database. Um, yeah. It is quite fun. And I use it largely because I um, I understand how difficult it was to create. So I, uh, I, I, I like to use tools that are made with true craftsmanship. So, ah, everyone, you. it has been an oh, excellent 
episode 58 of Gaming with the Moms. Next week, we'll be back. And it'll be Nicole running the show, and I'll just be a minion. Until then, (laughs) play more games with your kids, everybody. We will see you soon. Bye now. Bye.